there and welcome to the first episode of Spilling the Paint Water. My name is Chloe Rose, but I also go by Chloe Rose Art on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to me on YouTube and you do enjoy this podcast, feel free to check out my channel for more artsy content. Today, I'm joined with none other than Josiah Brooks, also known on YouTube as Jazza. Jazza is a hugely successful artist YouTuber with over 5.3 million subscribers, and he also happens to be one of the most humble people that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. I met Jazza at VidCon last year, but I've been following his content now for quite a few years and he's honestly one of my biggest inspirations as a creator. His content is just honestly hilarious and lighthearted and I don't know a single person in the art community on YouTube that doesn't love Jazza. You can find him on Instagram as DrawWithJazza and Twitter as Josiah Brooks and I'm just incredibly excited to be chatting with him in today's episode so I really hope that you enjoy. Should we clap at the same time? We'll one, two, three clap. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Then we, wait. All right, one, two, three. Okay. Did Perfect. you do it at the same yeah. time as me? Yeah, it sounded the same on mine. <laughs> Did it? Okay, fine. <laughs> good, let's do one more. I'm curious, right, is that like good. the delay? Okay, yeah. one, two, three, clap. Wow, okay, so it's a good like second delay. All okay. right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> good, I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad we're recording our own thing. <clears throat> okay, um, so first of all, hello, welcome. I'm here with Jazza today. How are you doing? Hi, <laughs> great. How are you doing? I am doing good. Would you prefer me to call you Jazza or Josiah? Which do you prefer to be called? I'd I'd st- stick to Jazza, Jazza. I reckon. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. K- sounds keep good. on brand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's obviously a complete honour and privilege to be talking to you today. Thank you again for taking time out of your life to talk with me and be, you know. Thanks for having me. Things. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Excited. Me too. Um, so first of all, did you like set out to be an artist your whole life? Was that something you planned to do? I always have this story that I go back to of when I was 11, cause that was when I went to high school and mm-hmm. that was like a moment when I was like, okay, I don't have friends now. Cause I was a, <laughs> I was the youngest in my year level. So yeah, all wow. the friends my age were still in primary school. So I went to high school, had no friends. I'm like, okay, well drawing, I like drawing. And I just kept going and it became an obsession from that moment but actually my mum has all my childhood things and I I actually looked through them in a video at one point but a lot of the stuff I didn't show on the video because you got to shape your videos to be content Mm -hmm. like there's so much like there's so even before that I was surprised by how I've always been really into art so it was really fun to see you know even even my primary school like when I was like six and you you meant to write something about yourself. And I, I wrote something like, I am destined to become a something cartoonist and something Aww, like that. I was like, so cute. I was like, that's really nice to see. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, that's it was, so it was sweet. Cool. <laughs> I yeah. actually just, so I've, sorry, carry on. <laughs> no, you go and that's the delay. Go, just, if we cut each other off. It's, yeah, we've got one right. second delays and we're not like talking over each yeah. other. <laughs> um, I was actually sorting my art space out, which is actually doubles as a closet at the moment. Um, and I found a bunch of childhood art that I made and I was surprised myself because I wasn't as into art until I was about 16. I always liked to draw as a kid, but not like seriously until I was 16. I was surprised at the complete Mm -hmm. garbage that I used to make. There was like pictures of (laughs) outdoor chairs. I think a lot of us are still surprised at the complete (laughs) garbage we still make. (laughs) But that's the fun about being an artist is Mm -hmm. it's, it's an acceptance of the garbage to get to the good. That is very true. And you learn by the garbage to make the slightly less garbage stuff. And then you make something you're actually yes. proud of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I should turn that into a t-shirt. I should. Yeah, that's just a, a long lengthy t-shirt there. <laughs> yeah. Anything that gets people to stop and read 
at length. Yes, exactly. Good conversation stuff. <laughs> um, I haven't gone back to any of your like really old videos, so you most likely have covered like some of these obvious questions. But like, what made you start YouTube? Was it because you wanted to set out to be an artist? It was obviously draw with Jazza before it was just Jazza. Mm-hmm. Is it something you just set out to do, hoping it would like launch a career for you, or was it just? You know. Yeah, it was it was certainly uh, intentional because prior to my YouTube channel, I was a, a independent animator and game designer. I say that as if it sounds really fancy, but I was it making does. flash cartoons and games on the internet. So, That's um, cool, and it was working. Uh, yeah, when it was good, it was good. Yeah. At least relative to the time, you know, I was able to pay my bills and get a <laughs> humble little mortgage and terrible little car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then it went bad quickly because the iPhone came out yeah. and apps and all that. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I either had to pivot to the uh, marketplace for phones or I had to figure out something else. And I had learnt through some difficult experiences that relying on other people to make the things I really wanted to make happen wasn't always the best way to do it because I knew I was reliable but I didn't know if other people were so I had to figure I was like I want to do something that I can rely on myself to do absolutely but I need it to be a job as soon as possible (laughs) (laughs) um so this is 2012 and I saw YouTube was moving along there was starting to be this idea of people being YouTubers but it wasn't clearly a place where people could build a career but I saw there was a gap. I'm like, there is yes. no art content. Like, and this is going back to where like tutorials were like really loud, yeah. like music, mm-hmm. like just text on the screen <laughs> and terrible. Like it was just bad. So I'm like, fancy. okay, I can come here and do a lot better than that. And that's where I started. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I mean, YouTube, yeah, YouTube's changed a lot. I always say that you and Bailey J are like the OG art creators. You will always be like on the pedestal. <laughs> I love the, the I love OG. Yeah. OG is like a really nice way of giving cred, but secretly saying old. No, not old, <laughs> no. It's okay, it's okay. I'm like, I, I thought of this before. Do you, have you seen the second Jumanji movie? I have. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Danny DeVito learns the lesson. He starts off, he's like, he's, ah, oh, getting old sucks, yep. kid. But by the end of the movie, he's like, getting old. And he's, and the kid's like, sucks, I know. He's like, no, getting old is a blessing. Yes. So that's that's what I took away from that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Thanks, definitely. Danny DeVito. Kids, Danny DeVito is an actor who a long time ago used to be... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, who's Danny DeVito? <laughs> yeah. I loved him from Matilda. Hashtag relatable. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, that's what I always go to in my head yeah. of, of what I remember him from. So, how about yourself? Where did you where did you kick off your I'm an art YouTuber thing? When was your moment? Um, I I don't know. I used to kind of make like hair videos and just random videos because it was something I always just wanted to do for fun. My friend, my best friend, and I were you know very very far apart so we kind of make silly videos and i'd make some for her and then be like oh look i just made this silly video relatable about tv shows that we'd enjoy um and then it got to a point where i was like you know i suck at this i'm not good at talking about hair i mean look at the state of my hair now it's just i can't people do it way better than i do (laughs) so i thought what can i do what am i you know what am i actually like good at um and art was something that i had started getting into again when i was about 16 i started youtube i don't remember how old i was was i like 19 20 21 um and i just started it because i just thought well i could put it up i saw a couple of people um posting and then i did sort of like artist problem videos like oh this is a problem about being an artist i tried to be more of an entertainment 
art channel because I was just trying to make something that worked. And then I made an art hack video uh, from art hacks I'd found online or just a random couple of things that I completely made up in my head and thought, this is a good idea. And uh, that video blew up and from there my channel basically just started growing and it wasn't something that my series just popped up sorry about that <laughs> um it wasn't something that i ever expected to have anything come out of it until that moment and i remember discovering mm -hmm. your channel probably about four or five years ago and i was like wow he's so cool he is so cool he's so entertaining <laughs> he's like an entertaining youtuber and i feel like that's why you did so well because you fit into that niche of entertainment as an artist. Thank you. Um, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, it also obviously what, what you've said about finding your thing too is interesting because it highlights that in in finding that success, you had the instinct to first identify the gap, which yes. is also something I mm -hmm. did too, which hopefully that's, that's an interesting clue for people who want to get into this Absolutely. sort of thing. Because I think the first instinct for a lot of people is to copy what other people are doing. And that is, is not the answer because no. the other people are probably doing it better, doing it better yep. right? <laughs> yeah. So what could, what spin, what unique like take can you do on something people are already interested in? Exactly. Or I think another great thing is to participate in communities that are already established absolutely right? yeah. like yeah that's a huge huge thing especially because the creators who run those communities really notice and really care and and it's often something that they and we like highlighting um so that's a really quick way to get the attention of people absolutely. by giving into those communities it's like we want to give back and yeah yeah absolutely i used to look at other communities on youtube like the beauty community and i noticed that a lot of them were buying wedding dresses and prom dresses on Wish when that was kind of very, very popular at the time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I should buy art supplies on Wish. And I made those videos and those did really well. So I'd often look to different yeah. niche, you know, yeah. in different communities and then bring them to the art community. Because like you say, when you copy somebody else that's been doing it longer, like it'd be like me trying to make content, you know, I mean, I've done some trends that you've done, but I clearly can't do them as well as you. I just do them for fun. But it's just like you say it's finding a niche we all do that it's a funny thing because every now and then we get like called out by people it was like whoever did it first mm -hmm. but we all know that we share our yep. ideas and it's like someone came up with something first but it's also like we we know within ourselves yep. this is like a free this is what youtube and is it's fun to see other people's take exactly. on it so like if someone else like i copied another artist uh, a musician mm -hmm. who did a fiverr video and then I was like, oh, that would be really mm -hmm. fun to see what I could get with art and animation. And it's, I think that's the beautiful thing about creativity is that's what it is. Exactly. It's, it's a constant reinvention, often of the same elements, but it's through various people's flavor that it becomes really engaging exactly. in different ways. And it's funny when you say about the Fiverr video, I actually thought of something similar about making a Fiverr video when I saw, I think it was a musician or someone else that was a trend in a different community. I thought, oh, I could do that. And then I saw you do it. I was like, mm. yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass on that one because there's no way I can do it better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like um i made a video i've made a couple videos uh following trends that mariah elizabeth started because her you know she's very creative and i remember i think it was like 21 seconds into the video where i was repainting a squishy i said this is mariah's idea i asked her i said hey do you mind if i you know do this and she said yes 21 seconds into the video and the amount of comments i had saying credit mariah mariah came up with this first yeah. why are you copying i'm like i said credit yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I th- it is. It is a good yeah. practice, and it is something I try and do. Mm-hmm. If I'm blatantly, I'm like, this is someone else's mm-hmm. idea. Like Ray's video on on um, blindfold yes. art supply picking. That was fun. Was like I wanted to do that yeah. so bad. So I'm like, so yeah, it's it's great because it's also when you get to, when you invent the thing, um, if people are sticking to the code, uh, which most <laughs> of us try and be as polite as possible, yeah. it's nice because it's a nice way to sort of feed back into where we're aware that that creativity spawned from. Absolutely. So for the most part, it's it grows and spreads and evolves, but it, it can be, it's nice to sort of see that a lot of people do lead back to where they got their inspiration. Exactly. And that sort of continues in, in reverse as yeah. well. I love seeing creators do different trends because everyone always brings, like artwork, if you had every artist paint or draw the same thing, it's always gonna turn out different because everyone's mm. got their own flair on it. So I just think that's, that's always the fun mm. about YouTube, but I guess it's hard to see when, you know, not everyone's a YouTuber, so maybe they don't understand, like, you, they take it as copying, which, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to, like, yeah. not cross that line. Yeah. 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 So, I'm, I'm curious. So, the listeners to this podcast, obviously, your fans, I'm also wondering if you feel like there's going to be a lot of people who want to do this, or if it's more just like a... You reckon that's a, that's uh, a big element of people? I, I guess so. I think so. I mean... Well, a lot of what I want to talk about uh, during the podcasts um, is just about the life of it. And if, you know, people want to start it themselves, just kind of give a bit of insight mm. behind the scenes to mostly social media in general, because um, artists nowadays, they, you know, aren't like artists hundreds of years ago. They can have their work seen all over the world, you know, with a literal yeah. single post. Um, so yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's really cool. We're like about. a whole different generation of artists and creative people that has never existed before. So um, I really just mm. wanted to talk about that a lot, you know, and maybe give insight yeah. to people. Do you know the funny thing is, along with mm-hmm. that, is this weird paradigm where people are more talented at a younger age, but have so much more pressure yeah. to get results that we didn't know existed until we were young adults, which is the weirdest that thing. So it's true. just like there are these kids who are 11 or 12 who kick the crap out of where I was at when I was 16. They're putting out artworks and they have a thousand followers and they're like down on themselves or like they've got, there's this hustle culture. There's this hustle culture with 12 year olds. I'm like, you're 12. (laughs) Be a kid, enjoy it. You're 12 years old. Like, yeah, like exactly. Live a little and have a bit of fun. But yeah, it's it's interesting because I do think that social media has so many sides to it and and there's this wonderful utopian anyone can succeed element which we all love but this this sort of dark mirror side where uh if you're not succeeding or if you're not good enough like there's this constancy to uh analyze and criticize yourself that makes it brutal if you're vulnerable to that which artists tend to be absolutely we're really like we criticize ourselves harshly and then let's open ourselves up to everyone else to do the same. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I find it very difficult social media in general because it's so easy to, especially with Instagram, there's a quote that says about, you know, don't ever compare your behind the scenes to someone's like show reel because most of the time mm. you are seeing what people have spent hours on and they're posting their best work and then you're looking at yours and like, why well, does mine look like crap? Why, you know, why is theirs so good? And yeah. they're my age or they've been doing the same amount of time as me. Um, and I definitely think social media is so great for getting your work out there, but also for comparing yourself, it's so bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. You see the the one in every thousand artworks that looks yes. stunning, 
but you don't see the thousand artworks that get that people exactly. make mistakes with or, or that they, it takes to exactly. get there. Exactly. Yeah. With most. <laughs> Do you find that um, you're more critical of your artwork now it's on social media than you were, say, when you were younger and um, it wasn't necessarily for thousands to see? I, w- I think in the context of my channel I am. I think I tend to be a naturally... Uh, I-, I am self-critical, but I also am quite willing to see the good in my progress and my art and feel satisfied in moments. That's something I've learnt. Uh, however, when you have, you know, millions of subscribers and, and you sort of tend towards imposter syndrome and you release content and you see other people who... Um, are blatantly more talented than you um, release content to smaller audiences on average it's just like you know <laughs> you can't help but like be harsher on your own artwork and your own progress and journey than you should be um, so I try, I try and give myself room to not be perfect or, or compare myself to others it's important to try that uh, but it is also natural to fall towards that as well so it's a constant yeah um, absolutely and i feel the same as well it's not just artwork but videos as well you see people like pumping out all of these videos or um having these really cool ideas or just making this content it's like well my artwork and my content doesn't feel as good as that person now what do i do (laughs) yeah yeah your your production value is amazing by the way it's absolutely incredible thank you so much i really appreciate that it's, I, I, it's, um, it's very, I'm very lucky to have good help. <laughs> so You are, yeah, but awesome. you've also got the drive in you as well to get up and do that every day. You know, obviously you have a family, you're married, you've got is it two children you've got? Yeah, I've got two kids. They are so adorable. They are they so are. cute. <laughs> they They're are so the lovely. Thank you. It must be like, that's something I can't relate to. I don't have like, you know, marriage or a family yet. So I can't imagine, you know, it must be pretty difficult to balance, you know, the pressure of obviously online stuff as well as, you know, you've got to be there for the family as well. Yeah, it's, um, I think the pressure, I feel more pressure providing for my employees in a sense because my family are more like my refuge. So right. I, I don't like, that's not a place I feel pressure, thankfully. Um, it's, that's where I let off the pressure. Yeah, that's uh, good, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think the, the pr- in regards to the production value thing, um, I don't know, I, it's this weird balance of you want to grow something, you want it to get better and better, but at the same time, YouTube's charm is that it can be with a webcam and just with a lot of elbow grease and it's just as good. So yeah. I, while I personally love, I think that it comes down to, I, I, I'm so ch- tangential, I'm so sorry. I think it comes down to doing what is authentically you. And I am authentically someone who loves tech and loves things that look and sound better uh, each time. So I'm passionate about that. But I also try and not lose sight of the core of what I'm trying to offer, which isn't just a great frame rate and lighting and sound. It's something really fun and engaging. So yeah, it's finding that balance. So I really hope that you are enjoying the episode so far. Now I wanted to take a quick break to let you know about this incredible small business called Bloom. Now Bloom make these gorgeous handcrafted hand poured soy candles, wax melts and reed diffusers. Now I'm home 
all the time for obvious reasons so I love candles and room scents to feel more happy in the space that I'm in. It's honestly amazing to me how something so simple can really impact my mood. Now these candles are far healthier for you than traditional candles because they use industry clean fragrance oils meaning no carcinogens or toxins that you will find from other brands. They are also incredibly eco-friendly and starting January the 1st 2021 will be planting a tree for every candle that they sell which if you know me is a huge deal because I'm huge on being environmentally friendly. So if you would like to check out the huge array of scents you can get free shipping over $75 with the coupon code paintwater1 and you can also get a free wax melter with the coupon code paintwater2 and both coupons can be combined. So check out Bloom Candles at bloom-candles.com slash spilling the paintwater and thank you so much to Bloom for sponsoring this podcast today. How do you feel about like the current state of the art community? Obviously you've been around Again, you're not old, but you've been around, you know, on YouTube for a long time now. And obviously the, the art communities, it used to go through phases of, you know, the tutorials and it was challenges and then it was like more quiet videos and it was challenges again. And it kind of goes through these cycles. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the current state of, I mean, obviously you've addressed this a few times, but um, do you mm-hmm. like the direction it's going in or do you kind of dislike the direction it's going in? That's a good question. I think... Um it's a tricky one because in the past I have had this pretty harsh view of being someone in a marketplace. Essentially, if if you're not succeeding, it's because you are not doing what the market demands and that is not the market's fault. Therefore, either adapt or die. That's it, right? So I've, I've had that view for a long time. And to a de- degree, I see a lot of truth in that. Like, you know, if you're not playing the game that the platform requires, then it's not going to work for you. But on the other hand, these platforms are based on user behavior and and people, humans, relate to and gravitate towards certain things. And, and like you say, it's going through cycles and there are different trends and this and that. But at the same time, there, I believe there is a fundamental integrity and goodness and, and want for quality and progress and, and beauty that exists outside of these platform trends or whatever so i like to my my view has shifted a little bit to thinking you know i i hope and believe that there is another counteracting element that can shape the platform to the users once that can change the market to what the if 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 there are enough sellers in the marketplace of a specific thing that people then the market itself will adapt and i like to think that people will get bored of seeing the same thing over and over again god knows i get bored of doing the same thing over and over (laughs) again yeah so i i think uh it it creates a nice little uh gap and i think it comes down to the people who can identify that gap and say okay people are getting sick of this the same thing's been done over and over again you gotta jump into How, how can i innovate to and and i believe there's enough power in people's hands to create the next uh wave or or trend and and i like to think that will be based on quality (laughs) i absolutely agree uh i think a lot of the same stuff gets done a lot and then it gets to a point where that again that cycle happens people get sick of the same thing and then it changes to people Mm. preferring like the old-fashioned stuff and i remember you saying obviously in your videos that there's a, a great pressure because there's the people that subscribe to you when your content was different and like the old content and there's the people that came in when your content was new so you have different types of audiences that want different things and it's a lot mm. of pressure trying to obviously balance what people want to see versus what you want to make and people are always like just make what makes you happy but 
again yeah. when it's your career you just you can't really be fully like yeah i'm gonna just do whatever i want today because yeah. people won't watch it and you have to yeah. be careful when you know yeah. you are reliant on the views for a career yeah absolutely and i, I think the content creators in question we tend to be very much looking at trajectory a lot yeah. more than where we're at currently yeah especially from an artistic perspective like thankfully we're not currently living paycheck to paycheck but we're technically in the entertainment industry yes and we may not have a career a year from now mm-hmm. and we are painfully aware of that exactly so I, I think it's just always the there. way we work we know we can't take a break now because we mm-hmm. may only have a five to ten year career span mm-hmm. so we're we're going to make hay while the sun shines you know? exactly that's so what my mom taking says. a break and taking time for yourself sounds great and it's important <laughs> But yep. it, it's it's a, an interesting, uh, relentless mm-hmm. career path. That, exactly. Uh, I think the reason we're succeeding is because we haven't taken a break, frankly. Exactly, yeah. And it's always because you've got to keep on your toes. You've got to change. Like, you've been around as long as... Again, I'm not calling you old, but you've been around as long so as... I, I can, I'm reading between <laughs> the lines every time. <laughs> you've been, you know, been around as, as long For as... so long. Uh, you're so long. You've just been on the platform so, long. so many ages. years. Ages and ages. I've never known anyone along yeah. there as long as you. <laughs> That's it. No, but like, you know, other content creators that I used to watch and don't anymore that have been around as long as you and their views now, they have the same subscriber count, but their views are like a tiny fraction of yours. And your channel has survived as well as it has and continues to succeed as much as it does because you do stick with, um, you know, figuring out what the niche is, what what the current market is at, because you keep your, you know, like you said in your video, you keep your kind of finger on the pulse with views and stuff. Um mm-hmm figure out what people want and I think that's a very difficult side of YouTube that people tend to maybe not understand until they do it or um, unless someone sort of sits down and says look I am really burnt out I'm doing this and this and you know you cannot like you say you cannot take a break it's no different to an actor or an actress who you know it's a lot people care about people and if they if they feel like they care about someone that they've been watching and they say take a break they mean it when they say it but they as the viewer then there's a gap that needs to be filled and their attention will go somewhere else and the person might come back and make content or not but the algorithm decides that that person does not make content therefore they probably shouldn't be shared as much and then the viewer doesn't get served to the content as much but also is already inclined to click on other stuff yeah and they've moved on we're conditioned towards different habits so quickly and easily Exactly. Yeah. People just move on so quickly. And then um, it's scary when, you know, people come out of the woodwork and then within a year, they're like, shoot up above you. And it's like, oh, I've been forgotten about. Oh, no, I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's it's a lot of pressure in that regard. And I really love the videos that you've been putting out about that because I just like, yes, yes, we share them in our group chat. We have like um, a few artists of us. We just like all the girls just like, yeah, look at Jazz's video. It's awesome. It's exactly how we feel. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, That's really nice to hear. Speaking of, I I feel like when you said that, it reminded me of the video you did in the hotel room with Ray and and Robin and Mira. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I just pictured you all in that room like, chatting yep. about it anyway yep. <laughs> um, yeah no I, I really appreciate that I, I think I'm inspired by like let's say the Casey Neistat thing he's a great example by the way of someone who's I, I believe public perception of him is that he's not really a creator anymore because he moved to LA and he's not the thing that people subscribe yes. for and it's like that's a clear example of like this image that people had of a creator and the bubble the package they will put in exactly. um and, and their expectations of, of them now. But I, I actually found it really fascinating when he reinvented himself when he was in New York to the 368 thing. Was it called 368? I think it was. 
when he opened up this creator space and it became this, this like essentially almost a relaunching, re-identifying of his channel. And I, I was aware of him before. I had watched him a bit and then zoned out a little bit. And then I was re-watching him again because of that. And I think that's the clever thing. I think yeah. the the feeling of like, I have to be this perfect package presentation is so not true. Uh, people care about you and where you're at. And while I do try and figure out how to do my stuff myself, because there's a lot to figure out and it's I don't need to burden my viewers with that. At the same time, I trust that we are all in this journey together. We all do want the net positive outcome for each other. Absolutely. So that's the beauty of YouTube is you can open up and figure it out and exactly. not know where it's going to go, but trust the process, yes, which is, exactly. is fun. You can't ever look too far in the future because you genuinely cannot rely on anything. Mm. You know. So what um, what would you say are your, your phases of, because we, we all go through ups and downs, right? Mm. So when have you felt the greatest needs to reinvent yourself in your channel? Ooh. Um, so I started off by making kind of like skits. I made a lot of art skits and then I moved on to the art hack type videos and then the testing art supply videos. Then uh, people sort of lost interest. I find a lot of like ebb and flow with those types of things. Like sometimes they'll be really, really good and then you'll put a second part out people just not interested anymore. Um, mm. I went through a phase, I would say probably around this time last year, maybe a little over a year ago, <coughs> excuse me, I'm losing my voice, uh, where, I don't know, my content wasn't as quality as I wanted it to be. And I had a lot of people tell me that um, they noticed I wasn't as happy anymore in my videos, which I personally never That's a realized. But people like commenting on it and I was like, well, maybe because I'd gone through a breakup like a couple of years years ago now but i thought well maybe it's just i'm sad from that i don't know um but i was yeah. i was pumping out content that i was not really wanting to do i just thought you know i'll just do this because people like it well that used to work for me um and i kind of made that shift into trying to put more effort into it and tried slightly different content i forget which video it was in particular but um, I would just make the same kind of content, like testing art supplies I found online, weird ones. And that was probably the last one I made that I really just was not passionate about at all. And then I realized, you know, YouTube will go in the direction that it goes in. I cannot control it. I was going through a process of really worrying about, you know, what about my future? What am I going to do? You know? And I just realized, you know, I cannot keep doing this to myself. I can't keep looking at the views all the time because my mum would always say to me, look, you've gone through this so many times. Sometimes the views are up, sometimes they're down. And I just got through a, you know, I just can't, I can't care about this anymore. And then I just sort of made the content that, you know, more so what I wanted to whilst trying to get in that little niche area. And my content did a lot better again when I started doing my art unboxing videos, you know. So, yeah. And and I've noticed there's also, you've taken on bigger projects lately, like big wall paintings and big, yes. like custom paintings and stuff. So. Is that something you're really excited about? Or is that something that you have to sort of give yourself time and space to do in a way that makes you gratified, but also produces the results yeah, you want? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I try to do bigger and better because again, there's the pressure to do bigger and better because the artists that come along and they're like, we're doing this stuff now. And it's like, oh, I'm getting, you know, I'm gonna run behind. I need to do something similar. Gotta, gotta up my gotta game up my now. Gotta up my game now. Now I'm gonna freaking <laughs> yeah. paint on the ceiling, Sistine Chapel yeah. ceiling. Um, but 
Yeah, isn't it that takes fascinating? Time. I'm sorry to interrupt, but like I feel like that's where part of that negative side of the mechanism too, in a sense, because then then these eleven year olds watching the videos are like, if I want to make it as an artist, I better learn how to paint entire yeah. walls in three yeah. days, or I'm I'm not going to succeed. Yeah. Which ah, it's a lot, you know, of and that's where I think it's a there's a natural tension that's going to either break or pendulum in the other direction yes. there. So. I think yeah, leaving room for that is important. I'm sorry to have no, 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 you're you, fine. But. No, I, I, it's, it, it's exactly like that. And I'm, for some reason, no matter how long I give myself to complete something, it always takes longer than I expect it to. Um, like my mural videos always take me a couple days longer than I expect, and I think oh, I've given myself loads of time. It always takes longer, and then I'm editing my videos mm. myself, and like my brother sometimes will help me, but certain types of videos where I have to do a voiceover over certain bits, I'm like, well, I need to watch over that, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You, 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 it's a lot. you need to get an editor. That I was the, one of the things I was first quite resistant yes, to. Yes, I feel like that. But it's made a huge difference. Yeah, maybe I. You don't need to be resistant to it. Yeah. There are people who are like I think I think the natural feeling is that I communicate through my videos. Yeah. Therefore, if I edit, I am the voice yes. in my videos. I think you can still maintain that by being there through the whole process, mm -hmm. and you can train someone to speak with your voice. Yeah. And then if you're doing ten percent of it then that 90% of your time can go to making better enjoying content. it more, if not doing more. But, yes. you know, certainly saves your sanity. And that was a hard transition for me to make because yeah, I was resistant to it. But it was worthwhile. For I sure. should give it a go. I... But not the, if you're starting, you don't know, <laughs> you can do it yourself. Do it yourself. <laughs> DIY, <laughs> but, the editing. But when you're doing it as a career mm -hmm. and you've built, you know, some sustainability and there's some room for movement there financially, um, yeah, it's certainly important to focus on what you're really good at, which you may be great at editing, but obviously you're best on camera and doing art, you know. Yeah. So unless you love that, but like there's everyone I, has a different truth. This is my. Yeah, truth. <laughs> I, I am not a fan of editing anymore. I used to enjoy it, but now a quick edit for me is like mm. eight to ten hours. That's me rushing an edit if I've run out of time. Editing just takes yeah. so long to do and I just don't enjoy it. And I find that um, and I'm, I'm not sure if you uh, feel the same, but when you have to make artwork in a video, you're obviously kind of pressured to make sure you get it up in a certain time. And I feel like I tend to produce yeah. art that I'm not always proud of. I actually said that in my last video. Yeah. I kind of had to rush finish it because I was running out of time and I end up showing and making artwork that I know could be so much better if I wasn't you know, investing so much time in the video. Yeah. And I feel more like a YouTuber than an artist, which... Yeah is a big thing that um, I suffer with in particular because I just, I don't know, I'm gonna try and make a big painting at some point that like behind the scenes, like filming little bits and then post it. But there's mm. always that little voice in my head, people criticizing, because mm. I saw it posted on a forum once. Yeah, we are YouTubers first yeah. though, is the yeah. truth. Because if if we were artists first, we, would, we wouldn't be succeeding yeah. on YouTube because we'd be spending that time to make the artwork perfect. Yes, that is And true. even if we were watchable, it's just the balance would be too heavily in the other direction to succeed yeah. on YouTube. Um, so I think like my personal mindset is like, the eight, I have like this 80% mm -hmm. rule where if it's as, if it's 80% the best artwork I can do, that's good. Right. And, and then sometimes if I want to do, if I want to really, really push myself, I'll go for 90%, but there's still details yeah. I could have mm -hmm. added or things I could have fixed that I won't because I give myself that room, but also it might be 50% and it's a funnier video yes. or it's just quicker and easier on myself. Mm -hmm. um,
But yeah, the the other thing about doing that is it allows me to understand that over time, my 80% is going to be better. Yeah. So my 80% next year is going to be my 120% now with any luck if I'm that persistent. That is true. You know? That's actually a very good point. I like but yeah, that. I think it's a, it's the trap of the artist. <laughs> it's like, I have to do my best thing. But we never, we never no, can. No, you just don't have the time. And it's just, yeah. it's a lot. And I always have this little voice in my head. I try not to let comments ever get to me. And I'm... I would say 99% of my comments are always lovely, but it goes back to probably about two or three years ago. Um, there was a forum that someone sent me criticizing, comparing two pieces of artwork I'd made. One I'd spent 19 hours on, not on camera before I mm -hmm. started doing YouTube, and one that I'd spent probably, I'd rushed within like half an hour. And it was terrible, but someone said, hmm, this skill set just doesn't seem right. It's too vastly different. How can she make that? and then make that and people just like slamming mm. this piece of artwork that I'd made and it always mentally goes back to that like oh people are probably gonna behind my back talking about how bad I am or like <laughs> oh it seems stupid but I would rather someone insult like something about my personality or my face or <laughs> something about me physically that I cannot control versus like something I've spent yeah. like years trying to perfect my art you know I've, I take more like hurt to someone criticizing mm. my work than if it's about me because i'm like well i can't change my face <laughs> but you're but the vulnerability to self-criticism and being criticized mm -hmm. when it comes to your artwork is um what propels you to then it's it's like this i'll show you mentality that we adopt when we turn that into a constructive thing because you either take yes. that criticism and you go i'm uh, yeah, I, give up, I'm, done. I'm going in a shell, I'm hibernating, <laughs> and I suck. I'm gone. Um, which we do at times. But also, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the thing that is the fire uh, that yes. moves us. So, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, being an artist is like this weird, multifaceted, up and down oh, yeah. thing. But it's fun, because the yeah. downs are horrible, but they propel you to the ups, and the ups are really fun That is and very cool. true. That is very true. It's wisdom comes with the with the OG-ness, you see. I see, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like the Yoda. <laughs> you are, you're the Yoda of the art mm. community. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so what advice do you think you'd give to people that want to be an artist? Would you maybe suggest they start something like YouTube or, you know, how would mm. you, you know, someone that wants to be like 11 year old you, what would you sort of suggest to somebody like that? I, I would, it's, it's the advice I feel like has been consistent all the way along. If I give it, it's always, you have to care about the thing you're doing first and foremost, because YouTube might disappear tomorrow and then I've got to figure out what I'm doing, but it's gonna be in line with what I have to be satisfied doing. So yeah, the temptation is to look at YouTube and think that looks fun. These people are having success. I like art. I will be a YouTuber and put all your eggs in that basket. And if it does or doesn't work, then you feel like a failure or whatever. Um, but if you have a fallback, if you would do the thing that you, you might do on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or wherever it is until the day you die without an audience, then that is your calling. Yes. So I think um, the advice would be find your calling. If you want to be an artist, um, find if that's the thing that you need to do to feel uh, valid and satisfied and happy um, so that when you have success or the ups and the downs there's always a fallback there's always when you find yourself when you go through these throes of self-discovery and conflict you come there's a safe place for you to come back to 
That was Absolutely. a very long answer. I talk a lot. I'm sorry. No, that is that is perfect. I would have to say exactly the same. Honestly, it's just finding yourself, finding what works for you. And sometimes things just fall into place. Like I went to university, studied computer science, never expected to be an artist whatsoever. And then I just did YouTube for fun. And then it kind of just slotted into place because I did it as a hobby, like the art stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, if anyone works hard enough at something, you know, that they they can get pretty far with it. But I feel with YouTube as well, it's very men- it has like a mental toll on you as well because the highs are really high, but then the lows can be pretty low. And uh, it goes back to a lot of what you said about that little feature on YouTube that tells you if your video is number 10 of 10. It's so... I discovered that this year. I don't know how long it's been around, but... um, It's horrible. It's rough. Yeah, because it's... It's good when it feels good. I'm like, yeah. It's like one is... of ten. Oh, yes. Yeah. I am I'm awesome. Winning. I'm going up. But it's, if it's not one or two, by the time you get to around three, you're like, eh, you know, it could mm. be better. Three yeah. is great. Three <laughs> is really good. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and the, the thing that you're taught by YouTube in their, in their platform like advice stuff is that there's hero content and sustainable content, like yes. the regular stuff, the special, the one out of 10 things, the best performing things are few and far between. But when you're releasing every video and you need it to be one, need it to be at the top, it's yes. psychologically challenging to it overcome. It is, it really is a rough on your, like, and you're like, it's like watching a race. Like, you can't look away because yeah, it's like exactly. it's number six. Refresh, and like refresh. it's like it's like three hundred views less than the one above that. Like yeah, I'll come right. back tomorrow. I'll check. Oh, like, yeah, two, it's two hundred views underneath. It's gonna get up. It's gonna go up <laughs> one more place. So you're like you're like watching these things and like willing them yep. to do better. It's mm. completely out of your control, but it will send it you is. loopy through. It will the need for it to move in directions (laughs) for anyone confused about what we're talking about there's this little feature on youtube that when you upload a video it compares the current upload to what you've just uploaded to the last 10 uploads based on views (coughs) so if you've got you know 100 views on your video two weeks ago and your current video has 50 views on it it's going to be you know beneath that one and it constantly makes you feel like crap if your video isn't like better than the last 10 videos um for me i'm just like i aim for five at least five and anything below that i'm Mm. like it's a flop (laughs) you know even if it's still got a few thousand views it's just like that was a flop because we all have that but it's such a um, bummer because there are so many other factors like yeah there's a video i made on cpm uh, not cpms on uh what are those what are those things those (laughs) (laughs) uh my, those, 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 the, the marketing, the, the, <laughs> what are those things? MCNs. Thank God it came to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I really had a hernia. Um, come, it comes with age. Uh, <laughs> I made well, a video on multi channel networks, which is as, it was really little to do with art. It was, mm-hmm. It's more about content creation. As, even for when I uploaded it years ago, it had very few views. And it's not a long-lived video because it's irrelevant now. But through that video, I met other creators who got advice from it and we developed friendships and and one of which where they came and visited us. They're a sailing channel. They have nothing to do with art. And now they're sailing around the world. They have millions of subscribers. By the t- when we met, they were asking for advice because they were being approached by MCNs and they had like 20,000 subscribers or something. Wow. So they were starting to turn in, into a business. Now they have a a baby and they're sailing around the world oh and they just took Greta Thunberg. She, they they yeah. 
sailed her from America back to Europe. It's like wow. this amazing thing. And we never would have met them if I didn't make that video. That is a flop. That video was a flop. Yeah. But I would not have given up that experience for a more successful numerical video, like yes. numbers wise. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. I also, changing the topic now, I won't keep you too much longer, but you're releasing another art box. I am. I'm Ziz. so excited for that. Is there a name Boxes. for it or did I miss it? There is. I haven't, I haven't released it. it. I, do you know what? But no, no, I can. Oh, I can because okay. I'm getting the I'm getting the box. I'm being so like, um, I'm getting the boxes that they're yeah. going to be sent to me. And I'll get them later this week, so there'll be a vlog coming out in the next week or so showing the the box packaging, like just oh, the cardboard. And then in a couple of weeks, I'll have the boxes, um, and I'll I'll send one to you. Oh, the, um, thank you! I'm so excited. Yeah, so it's oh, I'm so excited. It's it's like so I did an art box last year, which by the way, I'm so. I loved seeing what you made with it and just seeing Aww. you enjoy it. It was really cool. Thank you. It was so, thanks so for well put that. together. It's still my favourite art box. It was amazing. You oh, thank you so, so much. much well, so far. <laughs> <laughs> so far. So that know. was that was like my everything I love drawing box. Mm -hmm. It's like my foundation. It was like my core drawing box. But um, mm -hmm. obviously changing my channel name from Draw With Jazza to Jazza mm -hmm. is like, you know, part of what I do is explore stuff. And basically I've made three boxes that are basically like little standalone jazzes, jazzy art box things mm -hmm. um, for different mediums. So there's one for that's ink so cool. and calligraphy. Oh, that's so cool. There's one for sculpture, and then there's yep. one for miniature painting. Oh, so you can get so them individually, exciting. and then mm -hmm. if you get them together, you get a massive discount. Like they're, they're all great value individually. So yeah. if you're interested in one of them, it's it's like amazing value and there's really cool custom unique stuff in them but mm -hmm. then all packaged together we've got this big sleeve which is like it's so jazz's cool. ultimate creativity wow. collection oh my and gosh that's uh, so cool yeah i'm really excited so wow. it looks it looks cool too when it's all put together and it's like yeah i'm really excited wow so i think i think that's the like sharing that thing and i got so much out of seeing people i still check out the the hashtag of people upload because people still share their artworks using the stuff in that box that I'm That's put out so last year. That's so cool. That must be really gratifying yeah. to release something like that and have people, you know, all around the world with it in their hands. Yeah, I th I think because my most special memories, some of my happy places that I go back to in my soul are when I was 11 and in, or, you know, a young teenager, just, you know, on a family holiday, I was at the kitchen table drawing my characters or I was on the, on the balcony of this memory on a summer day Beautiful weather. I could have gone to the beach. I could see the beach from the balcony and I was painting Warhammer Aww. on the balcony. And it's just, it was my birthday. I made my parents Aww. drive two hours to the nearest shop that sold Warhammer because I wanted to get some Terminators. <laughs> I was like, you know, so Aww. it's fun because I just think back to this like blissful passion that was That's you know, so sweet. probably just full of nostalgia and all fake yeah. in my head. But no, it's it's really nice to see that other people experiencing that through something I I'm able to bring them. So That's anyway, sorry, amazing. I talked a lot about No, it, when does yeah, it come out then? When's the official release date? The official, it's mid, we're aiming for mid-September. Wow, for very soon. To be purchasable, mm -hmm. very soon. We've been working on it for over a year. Wow. Um, and we're, we're releasing it pretty soon because we want to be able to get it to people for Christmas. Yes. So uh, yeah, obviously there's no guarantees with COVID, but we're going as early as possible. And yeah. uh, the smart art people who we collaborated with last time are very experienced at what they do. So we're confident with the dates we've oh, gone with so and exciting. the frame we've got. We're really excited to, yeah, 
deliver that to people. Oh, I can't wait to receive it and make a video on it. I'm just going to be so excited. I was like... Thank you so much. I, so, I can't wait to see... Yeah. It was I, that's so like cool. one of my favorite things is like giving it to, to you guys and, mm -hmm. and like whether you make something or not, sharing that is yeah. something I find really fun because mm -hmm. I'm like, these are the things I love. Yeah. And there was in the last box, like this pen that I'd never used until we started putting the box together. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite pen and I can't stop using it. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm addicted to it. Little things like that. There's like yes. these little discoveries that stay with you. Anyway. Oh, that's I can't so shut fun. up about this stuff. So no, it's exciting. <laughs> I honestly, when I got the first box, I was I saw a note in there from you. My heart was just like it's just stopped. I was like, oh my god, it's from Jazz. I wrote a note to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> oh, thank, I really appreciate yeah. that. It was really fun to watch that. Aww. By the way. So that reaction was like hilarious. That was so fun. Um, I won't keep yeah. you for too much longer, but um, I promised people that I would ask you a couple of questions, and I got a lot of questions for you. Okay. So I've only picked two. Are we going to do this like rapid fire? Or oh, okay. Oh, let's see. Um, dig into some. It's up to you. If you feel like you can answer it in like ten seconds, sure, it's go your for podcast. it. It's up to you. Go for whatever you feel more comfortable. I with. can't answer anything in ten seconds, but I'll <laughs> leave it up to you. What's your favorite color? Ah! <laughs> so I'll just do that for ten seconds. Um, golden yellow, like a rich Ooh, orangey gold. Nice. I'll tell you what. I'll show you. Whatever. Where is it? Something like, something like that. Oh, no, I kind of have I a blanket. Can't really see. That color, kind of, but it's more green. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's a little mustardy. Orangey. Yeah. There's some, yeah, uh, I'd say like gold. Specific shade. <laughs> Not too orange, but mm -hmm. heading in that direction. Right, okay. But really rich, vibrant. <laughs> um, so a question from Flopsy Faye on Instagram. We kind of already answered this, but she said, have you ever felt discouraged from becoming an artist due to people judging you? Uh, on occasion, mm. I get way more discouraged due to myself judging me. Yeah. Well, due, due to comparing myself to others. Yeah. We're all, like our mm. own worst critics, for sure. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, Kiera Flay asks, have you ever felt any sort of isolation from the art community because many of them live in the USA or the UK? No, mm. because thankfully my experience is isolation i grew up out in country victoria in australia mm. so i learned to animate out in the bush i wow. my life my social connections were mm. all on the internet so i've never felt isolated thank That's goodness good. um if anything i felt more connected because there's so much in the online art community there are yeah. so many people there's so much happening there's so much to do and share and yeah yeah and it's really exciting when you get to go to events like vidcon and meet up and stuff because yes. it just allows you to kind yeah. of you have more excitement because you don't see those people it, all the time. It validates why you like it so yeah. much because when you're doing it online, you think, yeah, this is where, but when you go to meet people in person, you think, you know, is it, is it like real? Is it, you know, mm -hmm. is it going to be cool in person? And it is, it's yeah. exactly the same, but just in person, yeah. it's, it's really cool. That is yeah. cool. Okay. Well, I will finish up the podcast for now. Thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. It's been really awesome talking to you. It's been a you. pleasure. Thanks for having um, me. Don't forget to check out Jazza on YouTube. And what's your Instagram handle? <laughs> it's at Josiah Brooks. I'd like to show, I messaged at Jazza. Mm -hmm. He hasn't replied. Oh, uh, <laughs> that happened to me. I tried to get Chloe Rosa. I know it's not at Josiah. <laughs> I got draw with Jazza. It's at draw with Jazza. I changed it from at Josiah Brooks. I'm at Josiah Brooks on Twitter. I'm all over the place. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I have no Just Google branding. him. Just Google Jazza and you'll find all his social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a better way of saying it. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you again to Jazza. Thank you so much for joining us and um, giving it's some of really your you. OG wisdom. <laughs>
Yes, well, it comes with experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye everyone, thank you. Bye.